Revolution Zoomcast, where we are talking about how you change the world with your voice. And my special guest today has an extraordinary career of musical activism. He was the drummer and the, one of the founding members of Squitty Politi in the 1980s. And he has had a 40-year career on stage and is now known as the rock star activator for his amazing capacity to bring out the inner rock star in everyone and get them dancing, drumming and singing within minutes at conferences, events and festivals and workshops. He is none other than the most amazing man, Tom Morley. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Hey, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> oh, and you've got laughter. Is that everyone's yeah, laughing still? I've got two buttons. <laughs> it really Tom. helps, actually, that applause at the end of any Zoom event. It really helps rather than say, okay, everybody, unmute yourself. And then they go, how do I do that? Now we're all going to applaud. And you hear this kind of clatter. I just say, okay, everybody, let's applaud. Yeah. And then they all, it's, they all just join in. It's, it's visually, it looks like they're making that noise. So it's a, it's a nice transition. It comes it with works. this desk, the road, uh, I don't know what it's called. The road something or other. It's very technical. It is very technical, but that's cool. Anyway, we are very honored to have you and your applause and your amazing desks <laughs> and magic with us today. Thank you very much. <laughs> Lovely to be here. Yeah, and you've, you've been doing this virtual, amazing virtual version of what you're doing, because today we're talking about the voice of activism and how, and I was just saying that how amazingly you have managed to remain and continually to be virtually active and support numerous causes and charities which is what you do mm. as alongside many other things um and i think many of us are feeling restricted from not being able to have our voices and our activism in the same way but you have pioneered through this amazing technology the ability to stay virtually active in a phenomenal way so um how has that been for you what's the ride like well, the first, I think for the first two days in lockdown, when I realized, you know, I couldn't drive around the country anymore with these drums, couldn't hire any halls, couldn't get together in the same way. I thought, well, it, I'll write a book, you know, I'll spend nine months writing a book or, or something. And then uh, I thought, wait, wait a minute, what are the outcomes, regardless of the skills and the venues and the, 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 what are the outcomes people want? They want to connect, teams want to bond. They want to take risks, you know, and through that risk-taking, uh, growing confidence. And I thought, well, I'll just work out a way to deliver those same outcomes, but out of time and on mute, <laughs> <laughs> which which was quite difficult because my USPs were, yeah, everyone's going to be in time. I can get everybody in time. How do you do that? Well, watch, you know. And I can get people to sing in vocal harmony like you can in the first 15 minutes if the warm-up goes well, which we, we both have warm-ups that always go well. Yeah. Um, so those two are taken away from me. Everyone's on mute. Uh, the latency issue means we're all out of time all the time, and it's not going to get fixed anywhere anytime soon. So 
Um, so I just thought, well, how do I do it? And I worked out a way to do it. If it, I could actually train up um, 20 people to do what I do, the money's really good, the need is high, but I don't want to take away from those 20 people the pain and the spiritual journey of doing it alone. So good luck, everyone. <laughs> well yeah the spiritual journey of lockdown is it, it has been very intense definitely in that way and obviously this is just one part of your journey one chapter of your journey that comes after many many other chapters yeah um volume you know, three of, pardon volume three volume three um, is there any parts of your story that you think you really have really helped you um, and given you the foundation for what you're doing now and given you the perhaps the resilience, the creativity, you're obviously awesomely inventive and imaginative anyway, just naturally, but is there anything you you feel you've particularly had to draw on? Yeah, it's awful. I had to walk my own talk. and uh, For 20 years, I've been encouraging people to get out of their comfort zone. And as I just described, everything was taken away from me. So, or taken away, you know, everything went. Um, so I had to walk my own talk and uh, step out my own comfort zone, which I do every day. Funnily enough, um, I, I wrote something on Facebook and then LinkedIn saying, well, yeah, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. And it's exciting, but every time I do it, I'm terrified. And the, and the, the, the amount of feedback I had, about that because i realized i was actually speaking for a lot of people there sure we've all had to get on zoom we've all had to connect these cables we never we've all had to do these updates and um and i think everybody is terrified uh in one way and excited in another but um i learned when i was in africa you know there's a zulu saying that uh a warrior or warriors only ever go into battle with their knees trembling, however much training they do, however tough and however armed, you know, they're concerned. Uh, and I, th I think that probably describes the last nine months for most of us, whatever we're doing, whether we're selling Tupperware or we're selling workshops, you know, yeah. it could go wrong. And and the um, actually, I'll say one more thing about that is that in my work when i'm talking to other people about stepping out of their comfort zones at the beginning i say listen if we make mistakes can we all just agree to forgive each other rather than humiliate each other in the bar later and they go, yeah of course so um i had to make an agreement with myself that if i made mistakes online which i have done um one time my internet provider when i was using wi-fi decided to lock on to the internet next door <laughs> my whole thing went down and when i managed to come back luckily it was i was part of a group thing at morning gloryville so another dj took over but when i came back i was going yeah all right i'm back everybody and they're all going what and all my settings had changed because i'd come via another server so i had to reset everything now that seemed like it took about two years and everyone was ready to put me up against the wall and shoot me at the end. But actually, it took about 30 seconds. <laughs> and everyone was going, yeah, hey, Tom's back. So, it, <laughs> so I had to learn that we're forgiven for those glitches. Um, and we're probably forgiven for the first year. I think there's probably still quite a lot of forgiveness going on. And maybe it will last forever. I, 
but doing corporate events now, some quite big ones, um, they don't really want to hear that story. All they want to hear is when they hit Tom Go, then they can relax for 30 minutes. So I've got a whole team working with me, <laughs> just, you know, with uh, contingency, uh, people ready to take over. So, yeah, and so the terror has, has diminished when it was just me alone. And, sorry, I'm, I'm rather ranting, but um, when it was just me alone shouting at my laptop, not even knowing where the microphone was, going, come on, everybody. <laughs> it was, uh, I've seen, and, and you'll have found this. When you, you do that and you're working with maybe 300 people or something online, and then they'll say, great, okay, so that was Tom, we're over to, and then you find yourself, just standing at home in your converted front room, you know, with the birds tweeting outside, maybe if you can hear them through the blackout curtains, go, what, what do I do now? <laughs> it's really weird. Well, I think I'll go to the shop and buy some milk, you know, it's like, yeah. if I'm allowed out. It's really, it, it's a thing that everybody's having to deal with online. It, it, nobody's writing about it much, but it is very, very strange to, to be that out there. And you'll know, because I know you're kind of, introvert as well um to be that out there and then suddenly in what, what do you do you know besides normally i drive my rolls royce into the swimming pool just to let oh no i i know i really i appreciate you sharing that actually because um you know there is a lot of of course, it's a very performative thing, what we're all doing, and we're all having to still perform. But of course, I mean, I know the first few months of lockdown, and every time after I did a Zoom with my choirs, I would spontaneously cry without, oh, and really? even though, yeah, I would have a cry, like a, just a, literally a, like a minute of my eyes would burst, and then it would stop. And and it was literally that whole, I know, weird, but it was also just, it was partly the grief of not being able to see everyone, obviously, and yeah. how weird that is and how isolating, like you say, so you've had this kind of weird form of connection where everyone's suddenly there in your yeah. lounge with you, and then suddenly they're gone on the press of a button and they're gone in the rest of life because you can't see them. Yeah. So there's this whole weird kind of grief um, that I yeah was experiencing. And, and even though I was thinking, surely I'm not going to cry again, but it just would happen <laughs> after every time. So I know what you mean. There's this kind of isolating thing that happens just after you disconnect. Yeah. And then it is, oh, right, there was, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of fortunate in that Dawn, uh, my wife, storyteller uh, has been doing similar work online and so she understands so if i get off a uh, an event and she's free i say dawn do you want to go for a walk down the river and she'll go yeah yeah and so we know this river bank really well now in west london um and then we'll get out and i can debrief a bit or she can debrief but, and so it's that's a way of just changing perspective because I don't know anybody who can get off an, e uh, an event and go, I'll just check my emails on the same machine. It just wouldn't, it couldn't yeah. happen. You'd spontaneously combust. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy <laughs> to hear you, you burst into tears. <laughs> yeah. it's a bit less uh, pronounced now but there is that moment of whoa okay yeah how yeah do I, how do i yeah and and i think going for a walk is is a, you know being in nature has obviously been a huge solace for all of us we've all as yeah. you say got these well-worn walks that we know every yes. little lamppost and every yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right 
<laughs> but Great, going... if I was a DJ, I'd say, I'd, uh, I'd say, okay, everybody, tell us what you do when you get off of Zoom. <laughs> yeah, answers in the questions. If you want to write but, us, write to us, write to us, and tell yeah, us what do you right. do yeah. when you yeah, get exactly. off of Zoom. Yeah, exactly. We want to hear from you. <laughs> the phone number to call is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you should do it. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. Let's ask for people un under the comments. Sorry, I'm taking over. No, no, let's do that. Please, if you have a comment <laughs> about how you are surviving after Zoom, let us know. What do you do? Do you uh, sit with the cat, you know, uh, have mm. a cup of tea? Uh, mm. what, what's everyone's favorite ways of surviving the disconnect after a Zoom? Because it is a weird, it's a weird, weird world we're in at the moment. And uh, there's many wonderful things we've learned and I think that forgiveness part that you touched on was really and um, that's been heartening actually and part of I think there has been uh, although people are very human of course still but there has been a, a raising in awareness of how precious life is and how we do need to be kind to each other mm, and mm. that we are all struggling and therefore let's be forgiving if suddenly somebody just gets kicked off the zoom because their reception drops or whatever mm, mm. <laughs> and just being really patient with with the whole process um so i think that that kindness factor and you're you've always been a man of great heart and a great you know of, of of bringing love through music into all sorts of settings and seeing the impact that that has um and so can you tell us about some of your favorite stories whether in lockdown or other times where you've just seen that power of music to to enhance whether it's our kindness to each other our love for each other our connection i know you do a lot of work with teamwork but what are some of your favourite examples of, of vocal revolution? <laughs> I think one um, that sprung to mind is you were talking, it must have been 2005, because when Dawn and I got married, um, on our honeymoon, we got a message from uh, someone we'd worked for, an organisation we'd worked for just before we left. And um, they said, we just wanted to let you know um, that we went out and bought some drums this was a uh, it was a woman it was actually from a university we worked with their admin and um and she said that i told my children do not play the drums unless i am here because we don't want to disturb the neighbors and there's only certain times that we can play when when we'll watch you know when they go out so she went out shopping, left her kids, and she came back, and they were drumming away. And, um, and she said, I told you not to play them. And then, sure enough, there was a knock on the door from the neighbours, and they said, uh, we've come to talk to you about the drumming. And she said, I'm so sorry it won't happen again. And they said, no, we um, we have some drums, but we haven't played them because we didn't want to disturb you. So the the short story is every Sunday after that, they got together and played together. Other people, other people in the neighborhood heard and said, do you mind if I bring my saxophone? Do you mind? So it turned into this regular Sunday music uh, event that they just, you know, it grew and it grew. And that was through one team building thing, probably with them for 45 minutes. And and uh, I've always said it's like um, dropping a a pebble into a you know still lake or a still pond you don't know where the ripples will go uh, that's only one story i'll tell you one more of um it was again you know just purely vocal harmony this time there was no drumming and uh i went back to that company three months later and, and someone said oh you're yes you the singer 
And he said, um, let me tell you, I, um, I now sing to my son every night. Uh, we, we used to play a, a CD again back in the time of cds um to get him to go to sleep now and then i started singing and my wife said i didn't know you could sing um i and she said i never wanted to sing in front of you because i thought you'd laugh so it turned out she was a singer and they now sing in harmony to their children every night to help them get to sleep i mean can you imagine wow what that child's life is like and what their probably what their children's lives are going to be like. Like, oh, my, my parents always sung to me, so I'll sing to my... I mean, it, it, that's just two stories probably out by now, because I've been doing this for 20 years, probably out of thousands, you know, and they're probably all of a similar kind of quirky, <laughs> you know, it would be great to write a book out of them, a bit like Chicken Soup for the Soul, but I'm sure, in fact... Okay, everybody. <laughs> if you have stories like this, do send them in. You know, we could, we could, we could publish it by March. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything's happening so fast these days. But yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, those are so moving, and I, I love that. It's that ripple out effect as well, because you know that when one person's life changes, it changes their family life, and it can yeah. potentially change their neighbourhood or their yeah. workplace yeah. or their, you know. And, and the ripple out of that, as you say, that's going down generations now, that, that singing, um, being sung to as a child and then passing that on to your own children. That's legacy, basically, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. It sounds almost grandiose to call it legacy, but it is It is legacy. Yeah. And that's what tribes do. And that's, you know, that's what proper culture does. It doesn't say, I'm going to leave you this uh, thing this object that I've saved up for, I'm going to leave you something for, that will kind of expand your soul. And and there'll be no kind of question that you, you wouldn't pass it on. That's the thing. Yeah. It's the truth, I'm getting quite it's emotional. Yeah. <coughs> I better have a cup. I better drink some tea. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. That's a beautiful, it is a beautiful feeling. And I think that's, I think obviously that's why there is such a great honor. And I know we both share that sense of, and I know I always see in you this great sense of respect for ceremony and the responsibility of being a facilitator because you are affecting change in people's lives potentially and making sure that we make those agreements with, about the space being safe, which you mentioned earlier about, mm. hey, we're not all going to humiliate each other. We're going to really support each other in taking risks yeah. and, and getting out of our boxes, as it were. And that there's so there's a responsibility and a ceremony, and then you also have I know this anarchic wild side that just blows everything out of the water as well. <laughs> well, that that we from that book by Mihaly with the uh, unpronounceable second name called Flow. Um, he says flow is found at the intersection of discipline and surrender, and I kind of took that. I thought, well, it sounds a little bit clinical. So I say the groove is found at the crossroads of discipline and surrender. But the essential words are discipline and surrender because you don't want a facilitator who's just going, hey, everybody, isn't everything wonderful? Let's be wonderful. Let's be, you know, because everyone goes, yeah, yeah, well, do you know what? I think I've just got to go and check my car. Um, but, but, and nor do you want someone to go, right, I'm going to teach you all about vocal harmony. 
you over there, you <laughs> over there. You know, so you don't want that either, but you do want to know there's a structure in place and then you can be a bit wild. You know, the, the great thing about the last Sing for Water when I had those wonderful singers with me, those harmony singers, I knew I had them and we'd rehearsed and even if I wasn't there, they, they, they would just take it and do it perfectly. So it gave me the chance to just kind of stand back and then be a bit, not wild with them, but be a bit wild with the crowd because I, I watched the video again. I kind of set up this competition say, okay, you lot, would you do this? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. You know, very, and they were the other choirs. And then I said, okay, okay, so you handle it. So da -da, these people are going to work with you. Oh, so that leaves me with you lot. And it was the sort of public, you know, who'd come to watch. And, uh, and uh, I watched the way I draw them in. It's quite subtle because I'm, I'm just being humorous with them. And then I say, uh, do you know what? Because I'm pretending we're auditioning for The Lion King. I say, do you know what? You're you're, you have a better chance of doing this if you stand up. Would you mind standing up? And everybody just watches them all the choirs, all the people on stage. And, and I know they're thinking he's gone too far this time because I see it in people's faces. And then you see they all stand up and they're all smiling. They go, all right, here, I'm going to count you in. And, man, that is, that is my favourite thing to do because that is the discipline and surrender. You know, I've built this safe space. We've got choir, we've got different choirs, it's all right if you stand up. And half the people stand up anyway, so they're only joining in. And then, we, and then of course, they surrender within that safety. It, you watch them, they're dancing, the kids are dancing. And, and that is, if, I have, if anything is my USP, it's not drums, it's not, you know, I'm not a particularly good singer. I can get people singing in harmony. It's the fact. And that's where the name the Rockstar Activator came from because someone said that to me at a conference um, and they said, do you know what, you're a rock star actor. I said, blimey, that sounds a bit pompous. And he said, no, because it's not. you're not saying you are the rock star and you are the activator. You're activating the rock star in the crowd. Um, that's what it's about. So I could take that because in, in the business world, they call it discretionary effort, that effort you kind of hold back and go, you know, I think I save that when I'm playing with my kids or do my hobby. Or, whereas if you can get used to that, just letting that uh, discretionary effort out as a kind of generosity of spirit, then it doesn't matter if you're waiting at the bus stop and you get chatting to someone or, you know, I don't know, you see someone who needs a bit of a hand with something and you get through your inhibitions and help them. That is, that's the kind of inner rock star I'm interested in bringing out because we are all um judgmental you know we have to be judgmental in order to, to survive but we've kind of turned the judgment up too much to survive we need to know to turn it down sometimes and go, let's try this yeah and that, so that's what's the question <laughs> I can't remember anymore. it doesn't matter it was that was just i was just listening and absorbing all of those amazing places that you just took us through oh. and I think that that point that you've just come to about letting go of judgment is so important isn't it and just being mm. able to be absorbed if you want to claim you're in a rock star it's it for me it's always through the place of 
the child in the sense of being able to play, being allowed to play again, because mm. when we were ch children, we didn't have those same judgments about ourselves. We didn't know, um, okay, maybe we still needed help to make sure we didn't do something crazy and dangerous, but still, like you say, it still needs to be the structure yeah. to hold us, but then we can play and then we can be really absorbed and let go into finding these places in ourselves, which are, mm wilder and playful and jubilant and joyful and all sorts of wonderful things um and would you have any kind of tips for helping people what what would we say your tips for helping people get into that space where they can release their inner rock star um what have you seen that really works for people you've done it so many times <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's a course that dawn and i run sometimes called uh, call of the wild twin because Dawn being a storyteller has studied all this. And um, the theory, I like the theory, that the theory is we're, we're all born with a wild twin, but because of the way our society is set up, it's the um, sensible twin that gets all the praise. We help, you know, without making too much fuss. We get our homework in on time. We're polite, you know. I mean, all these things, are, uh, I'm not knocking any of them. They're, they're ways to get through in our world but the wild twin eventually um it, it you know starts getting criticized oh don't do that don't do that don't do that so the wild twin doesn't die um the wild twin has its own energy and goes well i'm gonna go off and have some adventures then you know, i'm not welcome here so it's off to the woods or the mountains or wherever and as we grow up and get more confident and start to make our own rules about we the way we want to live um, we can invite the wild twin back, but the way the wild twin is a bit pissed off with us, to, to be honest. So we have to start making it look attractive to come and join us because uh, we've rejected that twin when we didn't know any better. So we have to start behaving a bit wild. So, uh, well, and then they go, oh, yeah, he's not so boring after all, you know, all right, give him a chance. <laughs> and then so we actually do this on the course, we actually have ways of activating the wild twin so and then it it's quite amazing people we send people out for a walk we often do it in a country house or something send them out for a walk so go and find your wild twin they go what you know just go for a walk be silent don't take your phone and then the, when they come back an hour later they go yeah um i actually saw her she was in the trees she flew down and she said uh, she kind of looked at me a bit like this and then laughed you know and then she can yeah and people they have these visions or um or they say yeah i knew nothing was going to happen to me i'd just go for a walk in the woods and then i go but i felt like someone was tapping on my shoulder you know, and i looked around and then i kind of heard this boy saying yeah, do you know what? I think you could have handled this a bit better, this whole twin thing. And then they become, <laughs> you have to negotiate a bit. But generally, the wild twins are ready. You know, they wouldn't come if they didn't, but they just want to make their point that, um, you know, we haven't been that good with them. But then, uh, you know, again, months later, I, we see people and or we'll talk to them. And they say, oh, yeah, yeah, me and, uh, you know, the Jessica or whatever the name of the twin is. Yeah, we talk every day. And if I'm about to do something that I know is not really that good for me, she'll say, do you really want to do that? You know? And so it's, um, so I would say behave, you know, if you're asking what people can do on a daily basis, walk around uh, the world or walk around your home um, or be on Zoom and think, 
you know, all right, I'm, I want to attract my wild twin. Would I behave like this? Or would I behave like this? And, and you, you know, I use quite a lot of wooden spoons in my thing. Um, and I say, all right, we're going to play along with Paul Simon. That um, You can call me out. And the rhythm I want you to play is this. That, 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 that. And I'd say everybody at first, and that's how they're playing. And I said, look, this isn't Musical Academy. I'm, I'm a talent scout for The Lion King. I'm looking for performance, right? And they go, all oh, right. Da, 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 da. And then once, once they're into that, I say, all right, forget about the music. Just point at the cobwebs in the corner and all the rubbish on the floor. I know it's there. And so then they're kind of like this. Da, da, da. And you, <laughs> if you see a screen of 30 people doing that, they all activate each other. You know, and they start doing this and that. Uh, Oh, I know, I'll go backwards and forwards. And so um, we always have that choice, you know, in anything we do, whether to do it like this. Yeah, I'm doing what he says. I feel my spirit becoming free. He said it would. <laughs> or, you know, you just, oh, yeah, let's, where's my twin? Where's my twin? And then the twin looks down and goes, hey, you know, he or she is uh, looking like they might be someone to dance with, you know. And that's it. That is, that's what my life is. <laughs> Calling in the wild twin. Wow, yeah. I love that. I love mm. it. I love it. And it's that, yeah, I call it my inner rebel. And I know that my inner rebel will kick up <laughs> hell if I do not listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. And perfect. it will sabotage, yeah. you know, and it will really, really get grumpy and uh you know and it's part of feel feeding the artistic self is and that's why that archetypal book you know the artist's way and um, much wisdom in that book as well about yeah really honoring the artist and you know taking your artist for a walk taking your artist mm. on a date uh, honoring the spirit not getting caught in what she calls the virtue trap you know so that you're being a good girl or a good boy all the time yeah um yeah. just getting out of our boxes and how we can support ourselves to yeah have that freedom that real freedom um which is so liberating when we see it and it must be amazing for you to see just those screens full of people just rocking out it is and i showed you this earlier if i if i want to you know if we get to the last number i say okay so um you may just want to let your hair down a bit now so uh i'm just going to help and then they, <laughs> <laughs> it's so time. great. And I'll put me in the middle of a grid of nine, you know, so there's me in the middle and I have eight people around me just dancing. It's, uh, it's just permission. You know, it's all about permission. Yeah, just, it really yeah. is permission to, you know, and then I, I feel the more we give ourselves internal permission, the more we be that space for others, can't we? And we can see yeah. when someone is just on the edge of, you can see when people just want to let go and they just need a little push. <laughs> yeah. And you see, you see that in groups in physical groups as, I mean, we see this all the time. It is the pattern of a workshop that sometimes the most resistant person gets into it. Or if you're working in a school, the cool kids go, who are going, uh, not for me, and then they go, oh, actually, this sounds a bit like, you know, some favourite song that they are. So they get into it. Everybody else gets into it. It's all, it's all permission. And um, there's a, a friend of mine who I met actually via LinkedIn. I, I've never met her in person. She's in America. But she does something called the inner ally. And she says, we all know about the inner critic. Um, 
you also have an inner ally, which I, I think is a really good way to describe it because before I used to say, yeah, <coughs> excuse me, that's the inner critic. Um, I'm going to go with my intuition or I'm going to go with flow or I'm going to go um, or the wild twin. But I actually like if you, if you want, um, it's, it's almost like the two devils on your shoulder, you know, the inner critic, inner ally. It's a very, very simple thing to remember. Yeah. And um, we've just got to turn that voice up and that voice down. That's all. It's very simple. It's very hard, but very simple. Yes, yes. I and you just got to practice it, practice it, practice it. Yeah, and it's how we talk to ourselves internally. I've learned um, Marissa Peer, who's a hypnotherapist, she calls it installing the inner cheerleader, where you have to kind of mm. consciously, consciously yeah. program yourself, basically, yeah. regularly, and, pra you know, and talk, I, I've really learned this, the way I talk to myself internally is, and when we're around good people who coach us and encourage us, we come out of ourselves, and we learn, hopefully through that process, you know, and, and as you've as you've demonstrated, when people have been in that experience with you, where you've coached them out towards to being their wild twin, to embodying that, that then they can internalize that for themselves, and yeah. then they become, and then they go, oh, I can, I can help, I can help people in my community become yeah, that. Oh, I can, absolutely. Yeah, I can. It's funny. It's keep coming up in this conversation. Generosity of spirit, because generosity of spirit has a energy to has a kind of rolling energy. So you create more generosity in yourself, but you allow others to be generous around you. It's, I, I, um, so that's, that, that, you know, sometimes when you give people a compliment, they go, oh, no, it was all you. And I always say, no, look, I'm giving you something. Don't bat it back to me. Just kind of accept. I'm telling you you're great, all right? And they go, oh, right then, I'm great. <laughs> it's it's so it's so english i don't know if it's british but it's certainly english to go oh no no it really it was nothing well then if i'm saying you're beautiful and you're great and you inspire me and you go oh no really it was nothing what's that do to my gift that i'm giving you you know it takes something for me to say that being an introvert um so it, it's we've just got to i mean basically I have to be prime minister <laughs> and I'll just bring about culture change in give me what. If, so I'd put a team together uh, with you and some other facilitators, Katie, and we, we would just take over. Okay. We'd have a, a generous uh, nation in, I mean, some, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I haven't written it out exactly how it would work, but it would, <laughs> I'm sure we could do a better job. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what we want in in uh in africa you know it started in southern africa but the, I mean, you probably heard this word ubuntu ubuntu means i am because we are i know it's the name of an operating system you know uh, open source operating system but that's why they took that name because everybody was just giving da, 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 for the common good to create this thing that's what ubuntu is so we should have an Ubuntu yes. uh, nation rather than a, a yeah. mean nation. Well, exactly. So I, I said I wouldn't get political, but I think, uh, you know, there is a kind of meanness that is allowed. And uh, do you know what? I've never met anybody who really wanted to be mean. They're only m being mean in any way out of fear or 
that might get taken from me or I've had too much taken from me already. I have to grab it, but it's, uh, we've got to, we've got to stop being that way. Yeah. As a nation. That's, yeah. I know there's people watching going, oh, I'm not mean. Well, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> but as a general, the, um, yeah, evolving, you know, I think, yeah, some of the things that I have seen recently, um, around poverty and I mean, really it's about, sharing isn't it it's about sharing yeah. because if we were able to share um it's a bit like that thing even in um in the playground you know where you have to teach kids now it's time to share and there's a certain phase they go through where they're very resistant to that and then they understand yeah um, and we're all still learning it seems to me like and some people are still learning that lesson how do we share and sharing being not just a kind of not because uh, sort of like, again, you must do this because you've been told, but sharing from your genuine, authentic gifts. So if yeah. you have a gift, whether it's making cakes, making tea, uh, drumming, dancing, whatever it is, you share that generously in the world and you will receive as you give, you know, and, and understanding that principle rather than the kind of, um, I don't know, the profit thing which is i i give in order to get back and mm. make a profit mm. and hoard mm. so that i then build up my thing so that i'm bigger than everybody else and yeah. that kind of you know yeah yeah we well it's fear-based all that behavior is fear-based that yeah. I, I won't be safe if i don't do that and but it it's ridiculous because people who build all that stuff up then they get scared it's going to be nicked off them that's how they have to have security they have to have insurance then they have to have insurance on the insurance then they have to complain about how much the insurance is costing it's uh it's it just rolls and rolls and rolls um whereas if you have an insurance that if i'm generous uh first of all it gives me energy but um other people want to be generous around me. If, if I ask, if I put something on LinkedIn, I say, look, to all my friends on LinkedIn, it'd be great if you would comment on this, as you did uh, recently um, with something that someone else had posted about me. And I said, it'd be great if we had some comments. Yeah, Tom really is that good underneath. So I asked about 10 people and immediately 10 people said, yeah, of course. And um, so there's a sort of, and they were pleased to be able to do something for me because I might have done a free birthday party for them online or something. In fact, that is the case with three of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, they got a good side of that deal. Um, so, <laughs> One comment or a birthday party. Exactly, yeah. That's right. What do you want? What do you want? An hour's, an hour's online with all your friends or write me a comment on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, um, but that's, you know, it, it all just... And it becomes a, that's the thing. It just becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a, I'm lucky. I married someone with a, with a similar outlook. We're, so we generate generosity around us, you know. Yes. It's amazing. We, you know, we're, we're, these drums came out of our van just as uh, lockdown started. And um, three days later, vandals uh, burnt the van. They torched the van. And the amount of people who said, oh, you can have our second car, you can have our, you know, I mean, the offers just came in. It was like um, that uh, Christmas movie, um, it, you know, I can't remember, you know, where, where the guy's in trouble and he thinks he's going gonna to collapse and all the, all the people just say, hey, he's in trouble. And they all just arrive and they dump their money on his uh, kitchen table. Yeah. You know, you know the one. I can't yeah. 
I can't remember the name of it either, but it's that <laughs> spirit of generosity is what we're talking about and communal, yeah. communal generosity and how we can create generous communities. And, and that's what we're building, I believe, through. Um, and that's why creativity and sharing our voices, I believe that's a generous act. And and that goes counter to what we're told. We're often told, oh, no, you're certainly I was given those kind of messages. You're being too self-centered. You just want all the attention, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. oh, it's God. completely the opposite. You, when you share your voice in service to something, um, that that is a great gift to those people that are involved. And I know I've seen you do that. And I've seen that generosity that you bring the same amount of commitment, whether it's just to a really... Um, a small local gig or a huge conference with you know with a big ticket and a big fee attached it's that same spirit of generosity that I mm. see showing through you and I believe if we show up with that you know whether we're walking down the street or whether it is a big occasion that consistency of having the same generosity the same spirit of Ubuntu and appreciating whoever I'm with um, we're connected, so therefore yeah. I need to show up my best that I can today for them. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, it's just reminded me of an exercise that I do in, in a longer workshop. This can only work in a physical uh, way. If we're in a room and I've taught three-part harmony and I say, who wants to do the higher, who wants to do the low, middle, I'll kind of separate them, and then they'll go, great, this is brilliant. It's the best thing I've ever done. And I'll go, okay, so now I have a challenge for you. Um, I want you to go to a part that um, you don't know, that you're not comfortable with. So um, we're gonna, all going to start. It's going to sound glorious. Be prepared for it to sound like it's going wrong, but carry on, right? And then um, <coughs> first time we do that, people kind of eventually sort of shuffle over there. And the group who, uh, where, who sees someone coming, they look a bit worried. I don't know if that person, they're going to mess up their harmony. We had our little group, you know, we all, we all knew it. And that, so I stop it. I say, right, we can do that again. This time, when you see someone approaching, don't look like they're going to destroy your life. Welcome <laughs> them, right? So whether they're going to get it or not, welcome them, because they're more likely to get it if they feel welcome in your part of the harmony. And the, it, the great thing is um, you hear the song sound better immediately because people aren't singing it protectively or uh oh i better not i better keep low just in case i get it wrong when i get there <coughs> it becomes this glorious example of uh people being generous and and we could give them powerpoint uh lectures on that i go oh yeah i'll get it generosity of spirit but it's much better to deliver the experience of it because you don't even need the words you just everybody's connected everybody's kind of loving it becomes a big sort of love fest of harmony i love that the love fest of <laughs> harmony that is so cool and yeah welcoming the spirit of welcome and the spirit of freedom and not yeah let, letting go of some of these protective things that we've learned i don't believe they're natural to us but we've learned them and so having the opportunity to really learn on our feet in a visceral way and yeah. an experiential way yeah. to actually that actually welcoming i actually have a choir called the welcome choir and they are very lively and i do encourage us to swap parts around a lot and oh, great and, and uh, so i'm really resonating with that because i see it work and i see it you know not to get too um and I think that's been one of the gifts. I have said that to my choirs of this time is that actually we've had to learn 
we can't do things in the way we like doing them. So yeah. we have to find all these other ways. And we've sung in all sorts of different ways this year, whether it's on Zoom or in socially distant formations or whatever, we've stretched. And I think that uh, though it's challenging, it's really, really good for the life of a creative group of any kind to keep yeah. changing things up basically yeah so that we don't get like this is my chair and i sit here and we do yeah this yeah, and, yeah. Oh, that stuff. yeah yeah we're being completely challenged to stay uh alive rather than just existing until people talk about getting back to normal uh, fewer people are talking about getting back to normal now because they know it's not going to happen um so but can you imagine katie if you know in a year's time you and i book a hall and we can all meet and we get all our people together and everything we've done online. Uh, we say, all right, I'm just going to count you in one, two, three, four, because <laughs> that's all we're going to have to do. They're going to create their own parties and their own harmonies and stuff. I have this vision. It'll be so funny. Uh, do you know all that? Here we go. <laughs> they'll just be connecting and dancing and uh, oh, it'll yeah. be glorious. I it will be glorious you. and it will happen. I mean, it will. There's no way it's not going to happen. So if you want to come, sign up below. (laughs) Party in 2022 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Massive party. Tom Katie party and everybody else party. (laughs) Tom Tom Katie Love Fest Harmony. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. man. Wow, we've got the title right. Okay. I think it should be Katie Tom because it's your podcast. So. It's okay. I'm being generous of spirit. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. All right. <laughs> oh no, I love that, and I love that. You know that generosity, just the, that it ripples out, like you said. And I think you did touch on Sing for Water, which I just wanted to honour for those that don't know is a big fundraiser for Water Aid. And I just wanted to honour that as we come towards the close, that you have done some amazing charity work and amazing ripple out effects because I um one of the reasons I love being part, you know, co-directing Sing for Water in London is is that I have this amazing sense, and I know it's shared by everybody there, that we're not just singing for ourselves, we're singing to make a change yeah. and to contribute to positive change in this world, to contribute to people having water and mm. to us sharing, basically, better in the world, sharing the world's resources, because, you know, for me, if I can turn on a tap and someone else can't, something is not right there. So, you know, I need to be active in trying to address that. Um, And there are many, unfortunately, huge numbers of different injustices that we all um, may feel moved um, by or touched by or impacted by. And I think the the force of music is so important and powerful in enabling people to be active in the face of injustice. And that's what I've seen you do so many times. Yeah. So many times. Thanks. Thanks. I mean, I, I... We've what have we done? We've we've bought a, a water pump, a water tower. We've bought all all sorts of things for a particular orphanage in Kenya, who I have a personal connection with. Um, and so that's all based around water, and it's um, it's my personal way of kind of sending royalties to Africa, where my drums come from, where some of the songs that I earn good money teaching. So I go, here's some here's some royalties. Uh, I can't find the exact people it should go to, but um, but they're benefiting. And they benefit the community because they share their water with the local communities. I mean, it's an, I can never go there because I'm a saint. 
(laughs) 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 And you know what? I'd prefer not to, I'd prefer to give them the airfare rather than fly out. But um, I do know personally some of the people that, I'll just say one thing about that. It's an anecdote really that I, that I um, did some, I think 199 pound parties uh, before Christmas. uh, And I said, I'm going to send all the money to Africa. So I gathered two grand from those parties and uh, I sent it via Western Union who I'd sent money to them before. Western Union said, we're not going to pay this money to them. You've been conned. I said, what do you mean I've been conned? I know these people. They said, well, have you been there? I said, no, I haven't been there because um, I'd rather give them the money than go. They said, well, they said anybody could send you a a picture of a a child looking hungry. Um, So they sent my money back. And I said, look, I I escalated it to a line manager. They still wouldn't uh, release it. So I luckily, being a polymath, uh, I built them a website over two days. And I sent the money again. Again, it got rejected. I said, I want to speak to your line manager. And the line manager said, I said to them, are you online? She said, yes. I said, look at this website and sent them the address. They said, oh, there's children. They look so, you know, I'd really stacked the website full of these quite emotional pictures. But also I'd got them to make a sign saying, thank you, Tom, right? Not as some big ego thing for me, Um, but... uh, and she said, are you Tom? This was the Western Union woman. I said, yeah. So she said, all right, I'm going to release the money. And I said, look, can you make a note? Anybody uh, is going to release this money because you might not be here tomorrow when they go pick it up. And so anyway, that smoothed it through. <coughs> but I could easily have given up on that. And, um, you know, so you just got to keep, that's the thing about activism. And I've seen this in your work. And I saw it in Extinction Rebellion. Um, you just got to keep going, keep going, keep going. Because everyone, I mean, that was quite benign, that shutdown um, of Western Union. But I, this is the thing that clinched it. Um, I said to the line manager, so are you telling me um, that I cannot send money to anybody I haven't met? And she said, yes. I said, that's that's a pretty bad business model for uh, a money exchange company. I don't think you're going to do very well. And she said, yeah, I think you've got a point, Mr. Morley. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to learn their language as well. I mean, we've got to do everything. Uh, you know, that that's you could change from the outside, change from the inside. Any way we can make that change. We've got to, you know, if we're intelligent, we've just got to work with it. Yes, and something there that you, the key there was empathy because you empathised with, you thought into what kind of language does she need? What Mm. does she need to see for, to believe me? And rather than just going, you could have just, like you said, given up or just have a really good rant about those people. And I'm sure you did along the way. Yeah, believe me, I thought about it. I I hate Twitter, but I thought I'm going to get on a Twitter. (laughs) I didn't. But you didn't. And what you did is you kept thought really creatively and you created a resource for the community because you created them a website, which is mm. something for them as well. So that generosity again and, and empathy, I think empathy is being that that Ubuntu quality, you know, we are because of each other and we yeah. are connected. So even those people that seem to be resisting us or being obstacles in our past, sometimes we can 
if we recognize them as a teacher of some sort. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot from that whole exchange. Because at one point they said, we can't put you through to line manager. And I said, look, it's, uh," I said, what time do you close? Um, And they told me, I said, okay, that's six hours. I'm standing up. I'm going to stay here with the phone for six hours. I don't care if they, uh, you can't find anyone for five and a half hours. I'm here. And I said, I've got, and also speaking their language, I said, I've got your name, Susie. Do not cut me off. You know, and so uh, <laughs> she said, oh, okay. And she kept coming back every 15 minutes. I'm sorry, Mr. Morley. I said, Susie, I'm just going to, you don't need to tell me anymore. I'm just be confident I'm here and I'm going to speak to a line manager. And eventually, it happened. <laughs> many layers of activism isn't it it's, it's, yeah 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 and that was activism you're right you know it wasn't me just being a stroppy customer it's saying i know your language i know um what you'll respond to i wasn't threatening to uh, i said look i have no beef with you at all i know you're reading the script but i need to uh someone who can look uh, speak to someone who can look at this creatively and you're not allowed to but your line manager is so you know it's polite all the way along yeah wow amazing so it's it's uh you know sometimes it is standing with your top hat on with the drums at the front of the march and sometimes it's dealing with western union yeah 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 that's right, that's right. That's right. and they're both the same thing you know that uh just yeah let's take a stand no yeah and what um your final kind of reflections what is your stand you're taking for this year tom morley well, I think, uh, you know, it's, what, it's nothing revolutionary. It is to keep finding ways to deliver those outcomes, you know, connection, um, bonding. Uh, I think you probably know this story. That I'll tell it quickly that my grandmother told me in the Second World War um, when they used to go down into the underground when the bombs were dropping, they'd sleep down there at night. But the kids couldn't sleep. They were too anxious so people sang to them it wasn't the singers they didn't it wasn't uh the actors it was normal people they didn't have to go through three months of therapy to saying but i can't sing there was a necessity to sing so the children could go to sleep so um so that kind of covid is presenting us with that kind of scenario in fact climate change is presenting us with that kind of scenario, but but COVID has brought it closer to home. Um, so I think we, I, I'm going through the next year, you know, just encouraging that in people. Seize the day, you know, don't wait until you've done that extra workshop or read that extra book or talk to your coach, you know, who is it? Who's the leader in this house? You're the leader, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and we all have something that we can lead with and we can all share generously in that spirit of of generosity you've talked about. That's a great, thank you very much. That's a great example of of amazing activism and leadership in action and how, yeah, um, I recently wrote a song. I was inspired to write a song because somebody died and um, in one of my groups and and the message that came through the song, because as you know, songs, I believe, Mm. I think it was... I think it was Mick Jagger that said songs are everywhere you just have to be you know listening for them yeah and they just come I really believe they come as like medicine really to us yeah. and through us 
Yeah. And um, so this song popped up and it was really about don't hold back, you know, because life is so precious. And we, this is what we've seen this year. Life is really, really precious. It's yeah. always been precious. But yeah. now we're all aware of that in a different way. And climate change as well, too, um, on the back of it, you know. Yeah, have to absolutely. cherish this preciousness of each other and of the moments that we have with each other, which are precious. And yeah, uh, and I think. Sorry, I'd, sorry to interrupt. I, I yeah. do, but I just it just occurred to me that um, all the things we used to do to numb ourselves out, even if it was just going to Pret a Manger at lunchtime and having our favourite hot soup or something, they've all gone. <laughs> so we just have ourselves and the state of the world and whatever's in the kitchen so um so i think when we come back together i think a lot of that is going that kind of appreciation you're talking about i think a lot of that is going to be in the room and uh that holding back it's not going to seem so important anymore i think i think we're going to have a ball <laughs> all the wild twins will be there in all their best gear basically yeah yeah i think so <laughs> i mean why not why not? This is the call. This, this is, is the time. Cool. I know there's so many things that we, I know we've got this list of after coat or what, when we get out or when we get vaccinated or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. there's this whole, yeah. you know, and, and the appreciation we will have, you know, personally, I just can't wait to see my family and things like that. So just that, that tenderness that has come into all of our relationships. Yeah. Tenderness is the word. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for sharing these amazing insights with us today, Tom. And it's been tender and uplifting and wild and, and everything I thought it would be. So I really appreciate your time and yeah, your generosity of spirit. Thank all you so me. much. All of me. <laughs> we, we all really appreciate you, Katie. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much. Can you give us a bit of disco to go out with, you know, the special lights again? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Um, now, I have a button on here as well with a kind of track on it. Let's then it goes bang. And a round of applause. Woo! Tom Wally, yay! <laughs> 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 that's enough of that <laughs> that's enough of that we could go on forever i know but we I will, know. We will do the love fest harmony party and yeah, uh, it's scheduled it. now and uh thank do you it. for partying with us and um i'm ho i'm sure everyone had a good <laughs> oh no you keep changing how glittery you are no, I'm, trying to get, I'm, I'm trying to get normal now right, yeah. <laughs> no 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 i don't i don't <laughs> see that for you tom <laughs> all right i'll go this one yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you again so much and uh, enjoy. Be well and wishing you safe passageway through the rest of lockdown. And yeah. uh, thank you for all your giving to the world uh, so generously. Thank you. Bless Bye -bye. you. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>